So there's a, a famous Gemara in Sukkah that talks about the Yudah says, Lost the uh, at some point in the future, maybe Akadosh Baruch will bring the Yetzar of Shachtam and will slaughter the Yetzar of Sadikim in front of the righteous. Uh, and before the Rishayim. So, Akadosh and it's going to show up in front of the and it's going to be in front of the tzaddikim and the rishon and these shechsin. So tzaddikim nid lahem nid mo lahem kahar. To a tzaddik, this yitzar that gets shechted looks like a har gavoa, tall mountain. The rishon and the rishon nid mo lahem kachut asara. This yitzar that's being shechted looks like a very small strand of hair. Halalu bochin, halalu bochin. The yitzar, the tzaddik cries, and the rishon cried. So the Tzadikim have a question, how were we able to overcome it? And the Rishayim asks, why didn't we overcome it? Why, like, so Avakash Baruchu Tami Imam, and Avakash Baruchu wonders it with them. So many people discuss this tomorrow, and they discuss that if Avakash Baruchu Tami Imam, that means the tzaddik's taina was right. How was I able to overcome a hargabah? And the Russia's taina was right. How? Why didn't I overcome a chudasara? So if a kashbar who is tummy imayim and agrees to both their tainas, so what is it? Is the HR like a mountain or is it like a hair? Which one is it? That, that's the basic question. My Rabbi Saul has a couple answers, I believe, based on his concept that mitzvos and averos are dependent on hardships, Colin Covey, the, the Reb Itzler also gives, but I heard this answer, that Grumblack quoted this answer of one of his mitzvos in Sharmshir, and he said he didn't know where he heard it from, and then a couple of years later, he read it in the Jewish Observer, quoted from Reb Dussler. So this, I guess, we're, I'm going to trust Grumblack that this is Reb Dussler's shot in the Gemara. So Reb Dussler learns that shots like this, if it's a matter of perspective. If you look at the challenge in front of you and you look at every moment that's in front of you, so then it's a chudasara. So the tzaddik, he looks at life, he looks at what's his, what's his nesai, what's his challenge in front of him. Oh, it's, it's this thing. So in front of me, it's somewhat easier to deal with because it's, it's just this one thing. So I have to overcome this one thing. And then, then, so when he comes to Shemayim and he sees it's a hard gavoa, He's surprised. He's like, what do you mean? I, I set my life up that I was taking every challenge one at a time. And each time wasn't this massive hargabah. It was difficult, but wasn't this massive hargabah. But Carlos Bogan says, but overall, if you look at the, the whole uh, resume, you overcame this hargabah. The, the Russia, they view life. They, they don't look at it as a day-by-day challenge and a, a small steps. They look at overall, wait a second, I'm, I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm gonna have this restriction, this challenge. Ah, it's too hard. So they don't. They look at it as the mountain because they look at the whole journey. So the Russian's perspective is he looks at the whole journey, and therefore it becomes too difficult to do the small steps. So when he gets to Shemayim, he's surprised. Well, what do you mean? It's a chudasara. So that's all the Reb Dessler answers the question that they're both right, and it's a matter of perspective. Is is shot that you look at it? the whole resume is a hard or is it that you look at it by little by little?
One minute, please. <laughs> Say hello. This is the culprit. Why is this kite? Oh, that's so sweet. Anybody else on here? Who else is here? I'm sorry. Okay, that was quick. Okay. Not supposed to be up at this time. I don't know what happened. That was a treat. Okay. Okay. So, so th that's the basic Reb Dessler. So he's basically saying it's a matter of perspective, that the difference between the Yetzar is the same Yetzar. It's a Chudasara if you look at it little by little. And it's a Hargabo if you look at it as a massive, a massive lifelong mission. But Lechorah, though, it, it's not so simple. I mean, we, let, let's, not, let's even not look at Ruchnius. Let's look at dieting. Let's look at quitting smoking. Let's look at any exercise, any type of, you know, challenge that one wants to try to accomplish. And you'll say, okay, in the next five minutes, do I need a cigarette? No, not a big deal. It's only five minutes. I can't go five minutes without a cigarette? Okay. So now I go five minutes. So now, okay, next five minutes, I can't go five more minutes without so, so I should be able to quit. Because I'll look at but the life like it's out of it, and I'll say, what, I can't do it for five minutes? I can't do it for another five What? I just won't speak less than for a minute. Okay, the next minute I won't speak again. So, but, 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 but that's not how it works. There's something more that the tzaddik needs, you know, or, or dieting, right? It, it's very, very easy to say. You know, it's so hard to not eat this chocolate bar. There's one minute. I just won't eat it. Okay, but somehow diets fall flat on their faces, right? So the same thing is true in Ruchnius in a way. Many times you say, okay, you know, I want to just do what's right. I, I just started having Kabbalah's Torah the first bracha. What, I can't come on in the first bracha? I'll do it. Yet somehow, any most Kabbalists, and many times in our life that we take, or I don't know, that, 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 that I've experienced, have somehow slowed up and have petered out. That's in the best case scenario. In, 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 a, in a sometimes all too common scenario, they don't just peter out. You got to start doing, you know, re rebooting in a way. So, so what, what exactly is this, is this idea there? That's what saying, look at things at, a, at, at one by one versus looking at the whole concept. So there, someone just told me an interesting uh, story from, the, from that he remembers in Yeshiva that, you know, the Rashiva was talking about the need to go slowly when, when growing a Rukhnius, the need to go slowly. And someone asked him, what do you mean? But the Ramam says, Mikata, Mikata. You have to go from one direction to the other. So the Shiva said, yeah, so you, but you go slowly. Then you go slowly from one direction to the other. Guys in the Shir didn't understand it. What do you mean? You got to go from one direction to the other. Mikata, Mikata. You go slowly. Third down back, black guy goes to Oakland for a year. Oh, lost you. With a slack shot, then he won. Oh, man. Anybody know what happened? But you see the strategy. You're going to have the people. 
Yoni, uh, Yoni, can you hear us? What happened here? <laughs> uh oh. We're having some major technical difficulties. Anybody want to weigh in on why they think that um, it's hard to diet or quit smoking or keep your cabals? <laughs> What's going on here? Who's host? Who's hosting the uh, Zoom meeting? Yoni or somebody else? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, a lot of people on here. Um, but um, I don't know what happened here. I apologize. Yes. I don't know. Somehow the iPad lost connection. Now I'm on my phone. Um, can everyone hear me? Yes, we hear you. Okay, I apologize for that. Okay, so, so that the right. So, so what happens? Why is it when we go slowly, like as without life experience? If you would tell me, if look at one minute at a time, lechora, that would be my half. That would work. So, I, I think the board's like this. The reason why that cannot work on its own, just looking little by little, step by step, is because at each step there's kvisha. There's a certain, certain force and battle inside of me to, to do what's right. So I might not really see the toll that the mental nisayon or challenge put on me, but it's there. Deep down, it's there. So, so I, I win one nisayon, but I, I, I'm weakened myself because I did kvisha. I now have the second nisayon. I weak myself more. I weak myself more. I weak myself more. So I have no more strength anymore to do the kvisha. So my mele falls apart. An example to this would be very simple, right? We, we could do one push-up. But could you do one push-up every five minutes for five days? Eventually, even though it's just one push-up, there are certain muscles being used inside that even though it's not noticeably weakened, but over time, you're losing those muscles. So, so to it, that would happen in Ruchnius. If we were to just rely on Apikovish, this one, the sun in front of me. And then the next one comes, Apikovish as well. What we don't realize is that that takes muscles, that takes certain psychology, certain facial muscles. Can't really define what muscles they are, but it takes certain strength, character strength, that gets weakened over time. And if I would just have that that approach, then it would it would just backfire. And therefore, to just say that the tzaddik looks at it, you know, one by one, is 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 I think would be a little bit of an error and could could have drastic and negative effects. Rabbi Sorol has a very interesting mahalach when he says the idea of needing to grow. It's a letter 20. So he says in the second paragraph, Within a person's forces, there are, you cannot compare different forces within an individual himself. There's something that can be easy for him. It might be easy for him to Let's, let's assume to quit smoking, you know, not to make it spiritual, but it's easier for him to do that. But but another force, it's very hard for him to be, to reach it and to overcome it. So you have two forces in me. So just because I was very successful in dealing with kina or dealing with betach or things like that, doesn't necessarily mean I, I, can, I can use that method 
and have the same success in the same amount of time with the same amount of effort for other nisyonos and other emotions. Within me, as a human, there's many emotions that are different. And the end of the paragraph says, okay, so let's continue, sorry. kasha, something that's difficult, something that's difficult, there's a responsibility, to go slowly and with nachas, I guess a certain calmness, and to reach it with a lot of time, and idun is like a certain complacentness, a certain pleasureness. So, so, so Rabbi Yisrael is saying that this idea of fixing things right away, that something that if it's knuckle of fun of, maybe you could do it. Maybe a person could go cold turkey on something that's knuckle of fun of. But something that's covered of fun of, there's a need to have a certain calmness and, and know that's going to take time. La sigo bis imachuka, with the desire, la sigo but I have this desire to reach it right away. So I have a motivation that I want to get rid of kina. I want to get rid of it tomorrow. With, with the insight and knowledge of knowing that it's going to take a long time to totally uproot this challenge. But I have the desire to really get rid of it tomorrow. But, but, but I know that it, I can't go like full out to get rid of it by tomorrow because then they'll, 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 they'll come back to haunt me. So if you look at Rabbi Yisrael, it says like this. And Beis Kochos Misnagos, there's two forces against each other. He has to reach both of them. Because if the desire will be weakened, so then you won't be able to put the effort into it as much. But if the chuka gets too strong, and then he says you'll have a terrible effect. So in a way to, you know, sometimes to just take it out of the spiritual growth world in the world of business, right? When one is fired up to make a lot of money, he'll start doing a lot of things. So, uh, let's say a broker, start cold calling hundreds of people. I am fired up to make a lot of money. And when his desire is, oh, I'm pretty content with how much money I have. I don't want to put the effort. Then his call slow down. So he, so the, depending on the strength of the desire would depend on the efforts. But if just because I want to make a lot of money and I want to make it really fast, if I were to go crazy and call a thousand brokers, then I'm not going to be able to then call and push myself in a day or two, because those muscles that are being used to overcome at that time are being used up, and I'll be drained and strained, and I won't be able to keep the fire going. So I have to eat, have the desire to want to, to make a lot of money as fast as I can tomorrow, with the knowledge that it takes time to accomplish that goal, and and this and that. So that that to me is 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 a big you know a little bit of a pesach to how to deal with the ability of growing and to not peter out. That we build the desire by learning you know, different things, why it's important, why the benefits to me, what does Hashem want from me, all the that aspect of Musr creates a certain desire to want to improve. And the more we learn those ideas, the stronger we want to improve. But we can't let that strength and that fire in us to take us too much, and then we will try to take upon ourselves too much and then fall flat on our face. But we also can't weaken our desire to want to improve because then our, we're not going to push ourselves as much to take the steps forward to need to improve. So that, that to me is, is the idea of Rebbe Yisrael in a nutshell. Um, the, 
really it's it's really open now if if anyone wants to you know ask questions the, the way i would just say it the way i would put it on the floor is that anything could be asked about what was discussed but more importantly i think a way would be is does anyone have an ATSA or a way to to not fall into this trap of a all or nothing the small things don't matter meaning the challenge this is is that we're all or nothing type of personalities we're not of the small things and therefore we can't find this healthy balance to improve so what have people seen success in or what method has a person been able to utilize to use to help him deal with these with the uh with this uh nisayon that we have that's the basic question on the floor Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll say uh, uh, a little bit of a quick one. It's like an interesting one. A lot of times you have in this soil, let's say you want to tell Lashadara or you have uh, access to, to seeing something that maybe shouldn't be proper or whatever it is. So so there's an idea. Okay, so I won't say it now, but my, the ATSI will come in and say, Yoni, but how long could you really go without seeing it? How long could you really go without saying it? What are you doing? You're pushing off the inevitable. What's the big deal? So you're not going to say it. Eventually, you're going to say it anyways. You know that these missions are always too hard. Eventually, it's going to happen. So, you know, that, that's the HR saying. It's one of his ways of saying the small things, you know, not really going to accomplish much. So this idea in the Mitzvah of that says, Mitzvah Baliyada al-Tach Mitzvah, that ain't Sakana Sakana Sazman. There's no danger like the danger of time. When it comes to doing a mitzvah, that if you have a mitzvah come in front of you to take out the garbage or help your wife do something or do a chesed or learn whatever it is that you want to do, so you, you say, you know, I'll, I'll do it in five minutes, right? I'm with a bunch of guys in a room. I'll do, I'm going to clear up the table in five minutes. I want to relax. All of a sudden, someone else goes and does it. So, ain't sakana, kiss sakana says man, or you fall asleep at the table. Whatever it is, man, over time, things can come up. So I, I always thought it was a cool technique to use it the other way. I'm going to push off the very, you're right. I'm, I'm going to say this piece of Lashnar. I will say it. I'm not going to say it now. Let me wait. And let me, who knows what will happen. Maybe something will happen. It's man to avoid that that speech. And something might come up, you know, the desire, the time before it might become weakened. Who knows? Another different aspect is a lot that, you know, when we get we get overwhelmed with, trying to reach great heights and this and that and sometimes we see hey i'm not that guy i i can't i can't do it it's too hard to realize that 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 akash baruch who's there to help us meaning when we look at growth we look at our own capabilities we look inside of us what we're capable of accomplishing and we see to ourselves we say ah we could accomplish x what we don't realize is that there's a steroid that as we take steps forward as we try to make improvements, there's a certain siyat d'shmaya that gets on with us and can help us move forward. So even though if I look inside myself and I see a person who's, who's limited with their capabilities, I do feel if I know that, hey, something could happen, there could be a certain siyat d'shmaya that could come in and help me, that could maybe look back to it. There's, uh, that's just, that's thought one, thought two, and then just another small story once. I was in yeshiva and I was davening in the morning and I was putting on tefillin. 
I happened to have been, it was a very easy thing for me to do to put on the tefillin. And I, and I thought to myself, you know, I'm so lucky. It's such an easy thing, and Hashem's going to give me such a reward. Right? Very kosher feeling. And then a second later, I look around, I'm like, yeah, but everyone's doing it. The whole world is doing this, putting on tefillin. What's the big deal? And I realized that there's, I've always been told, or there's been a certain, like, hanacha, that the small things are hard because we don't appreciate their, their greatness. We don't appreciate how chashiv it is. And the story with the tefillin, when, when my subconscious was talking and, and was speaking up, I realized there's another issue with doing the small things. You don't feel, you don't get sipa because you don't, not because, like, not necessarily just because you're not machshiv what exists. But it's more that by doing the small thing, why am I better than anyone around me? Like, unfortunately, the, the idea of being better and being unique which is so ingrained in us, gets evolved in our Vodas Hashem. And therefore, the small things are not chashir. Because I say, tell myself, I'm not doing anything more than someone else is doing. It, it could be somewhat the same nikuda of a small thing not being machshavit, but I think it's like a different angle in a way that the, the ego and the self-esteem need for, for, for feeling good about doing the right thing. So those are just a couple of thoughts about this idea that I had. Again, the... It's open, the floor is open to hear people's successes or people's challenges or whatever it is. Um, I'd like to put out a question uh, to try to identify in our own mind and heart what is the nature of that experience of trying to grow and do what's right and be better, etc. Um, we should we try to, our hope, try to identify how do we experience it? Do we experience it as something external that you have to do this because that means to be good? That means that you're a good Jew? Um, sorry, I'm getting involved with the word and punishment, but just, you know, as an, as an identity of a good religion, religious person, you have to be doing all these things? Or have we experienced sometime um, as our own personal loving desire to want to connect with the good that is innate in the quote-unquote growth of Torah, mitzvot, beram lachavero, beram lamakom, which one is the nature of our experience? Right. Like when, we're, when we're trying to succeed in business, is it because I have to? I need to succeed, otherwise I'll be a failure, and no one will respect me in society? Or is it coming from, I love money, I want to invest it? <laughs> of course, it doesn't really exist in a person in any kind of true way, but as the mushal. Is our is our ruchni's dikka involvement one of you have to do this, or is it one of I want this? How can I get it? Okay, so so I mean, there's obviously many levels to it. I mean, the Masilla Sharman here talks about three different types of people. He talks about the hamonam, and then the people better than that, and the shleimi hadas. So those and they, they in the Masilla Sharman talks about how each third person has 
different motivations. The motivation that I think you're referring to is very close to the Shlemi Adas, uh, that Ein Rav and Chesar Golden Meyos are shameless. That to me is a very high level. Yeah. It's not it's not what Mesil Sasharm says. No, and I don't understand Mesil Sasharm. Okay, so what's the question on Mesil Sasharm? I'm just well I don't but I don't know if it's if it's if it's really best to try to f- formulate it and think about it in terms of which page of Mesil Sasharm we fit in. So how else do you how to I'm trying to get in touch with what is happening in our experience. I guess the question really is, do we even see it as conceivable? Do, do we have any, any experience or any like, uh, imagination even of this being our own true personal desire as opposed to being imposed upon me by I mean, higher okay, power, me, higher authority, higher morality. I must do this to be good. But why can't the same drive for money and the gishmak of money be somewhat of the middle level of the Mesut of the gishmak of the pleasures of the world to come? Um, the, the world to come is, is, is powerful. That's true. I don't know if we could really have any sense of it unless we have some way of relating to the nature of its goodness. Uh, Does Rabbi... It's a big guaranteed payoff and I'm going to work for the payoff. The whole thing thing is very conflicted. We know Chazal telling us it's not supposed to be for payoff. It's supposed to be L'Shemar. What does L'Shemar mean? But we can't, we can't get to Lishma la'at la'at. It takes a long time to get there. To start at that level, I think, would, be, would, would handicap us tremendously. I, I, I think we have a somewhat of a level. Like when somebody does chesed, they, they do something good for someone, they, they feel good about it. It's not just out of a, you know, guilt or shame, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be bad if I don't do this. <laughs> Right, but could could you could you envision somebody thinking, how can I access more of the wonderfulness of doing chesed um, so wait, for my own for my own for my own enjoyment of the experience of it, <laughs> or is it like okay if it comes along and I do the right thing, then of course I do what I'm supposed to do and I even feel good. So I don't understand. Saying, Chesed is a beloved thing. How can I get more? So, I can, how can I get again, more time with my kids? There's so, there's so much fun to be with. I agree to that. And again, like you said, it's the same way it's a massive challenge to understand the Olam Haba and that. I think it's a massive challenge to also understand the goodness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Like, why, why to you is that easier to relate to than just the idea of having a Muna that a Kosh in the world to come will be massive? Oh, I guess what, 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 what's like troubling to me, I'm just trying to, you know, get this figured out, is that when, when, when we like notice how difficult it is to keep these goals, how difficult it is to accomplish the dieting, it may very, very 
well be, you know, the real bottom line is because I don't really want to diet. I don't really want to lose the weight. I just feel like I need to for whatever external reason. You think that's really my own personal desire to, I would really want. Let's say a person wants to stop smoking so he could be in his kitchen. I would do it. Let's say a person wants to stop smoking because there's, there's, lung cancer god forbid his family and he wants to be at his kid's wedding you think it's he's now automatically going to be easy for him to stop no because again he wants to smoke just he needs to sacrifice it so for the they, sake of they, something else the the child's wedding is not here and now enjoy the wedding on the but, daily the basis. Mo- but that's the motivation i mean there's two parts there's the motivation and then there's the tikkun I'm not in any worry, God forbid, saying you should ignore the emotions inside at the time in the Nisayon, but the Mesut Shasharm is talking about three different types of motivations. You were discussing before that they, even these three motivations you don't understand so much. You just know the way Mesut Shasharm describes, even the Shleimi Adas, he talks about Ein Davar Ram Shleimus. He should say the Shleimus is, 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 is Taif, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's the greatest oinig. And of course, he's going to want more and more. Why should he want to do less? He can have more. You have to so be I, crazy. I, I, I hear that. It's a, and we have ice cream, more ice cream. Why should I eat less? If I can have more. It, have all the flavors. Possible. Why should I leave one out? So we have to understand why he feels that is the Iker motivation. But at the end of the day, there's the middle level of Shokolech Venech Shokhavero. Then there's the third level of the Hamonam, Schar in this world, and things in this world come from it. Why, as motivations, of course, God forbid, if you would ignore the motors inside of you, then these motivations will just backfire. But, but again, there's two parts to it. There's the motivation, and then there's the actual internal workings. Why does the, the, the motivation, why does it always have, why does the motivation have to be that highest level of the herring, the beauty of chesed as a motivation, when that motivation itself is very hard to reach? Meaning, meaning there's motivation, and then there's fixing. The fixing, of course, you can't stop with the motivation of Scarva Onis, you, you'll backfire. But but that's a motivation to get me to start moving, get me to get somewhere, get me to move. The motivation, even a person themselves could combine all three at certain times. I don't think we're unique to one of the motivations. But but isn't he telling me this is the way to be Kona Zahiris? These are the, the three levels that a person has to look at? I, I thought Rebbe was saying that it, it, it just, it can't be the unhealthy <laughs> Totally unhealthy motivation. hundred percent. Yeah, I think there's a massive difference between the massive uh, gap between the unhealthy motivation, the motivation of of the dahar and the chesed and the good and all that. To me, that that's a really high level of dahar. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't utilize that as well. God forbid. Every every more of that is is also helpful. But but I don't I don't know. Like let's say let's say you want to talk to your 13 year old son, and, and you want it. Like there, there, there's certain there's certain times where different motivations are necessary, even in business and everything. There's certain motivations necessary to perform at a job. Could be a fear of the boss, fear of losing the job. Does, does will that make you happy? No, you will not be a happy worker if you're working just for the fear of losing a job for the boss. But but that doesn't mean the fear of the boss can't catapult you into the hiring other milers that happen in this job and therefore change my emotional feelings to the job and therefore give me the ability to do the job in a happy way, in a healthy way, in a productive way. Like like the, the, the
We never, we never tasted it. Can you imagine, like, you know, somebody who's forcing himself to play the game every day because otherwise he's going to get fired and he won't have food to eat? No, I, I think I'd be playing, Or he's playing because he loves to be. When I was growing but that doesn't mean it can't work to then help me now realize what do I need for seafood? What do I need to do this? Of course, like that would be a disaster. But again, if, if you want to wait till you taste it, a person can maybe never work on themselves till they're 90. If no, they're no, it's not. A, shouldn't that, shouldn't that not even a goal. It's not even, a, it's, it's nobody's goal. What's nobody's goal? To discover the goodness. What, that's no one's goal. What's that based Because on? we believe that that's a very high level and I can't get there. I'm not, I'm not a Roy for that. I should think of myself in such a, 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 you know, arrogant terms that I could actually enjoy being a Jew. And therefore, we think that's only for the big tzaddikim. And we have to just force ourselves with whatever motivation is works, number one, two, or three. And but that's I what we call growth. And then we wonder, why doesn't it succeed? But as you mentioned, many like times, absurd that it should uh, succeed when you don't have any real motivation. You so just try to force yourself. As you mentioned a couple of times, the idea with Reb Itzla, the need to tap into Ava and this and that, that, that I don't understand. The idea to reach that level on Shlemus is something that might be very difficult, but the idea to tap into that good on my level, on a small level, day by day, to tap into it is very reachable for me. Why, why, why is that door shut if the other doors are open? Why are why is it one door and not many doors? Why is it not each time many different motivations? Which having this Iker motivation being the Iker that I want to reach to? Tell me if you ever met somebody who thought in terms of it's really could die not to be saying negative slanderous things about people because I will feel about myself as a refined, elevated, more loving more respectful, more non-judgmental person. I will be someone who will not be giving in to the lower push that I have within me to put somebody else down, to put myself up, but rather it'll help me to come in contact with my own true worth by not utilizing something negative. And it's really worth it to not say the Lash Nahara. If the Torah hadn't answered it, it would it would be a compelling Yashrus and Svara and probably the Torah's levels beyond what we could even know of Svara to not give in to these things so as not to harm my quality of life that comes from it. So, so I, 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 out, I, I'm not sacrificing by not saying I'm giving myself a good life and being smart as opposed to being stupid. Who I said we, somebody I said who we never don't thought really like that? I think people could feel it all like the time. that. I think people feel that all the time. So then, so then, why do they have to feel heroic and religious by not speaking the forbidden lashnahara? Why can't they just feel good? Because that feeling is very hard to keep. Because that feeling is very hard to internalize on the highest levels. But do we, do we work toward? Is that part of the agenda? Why is shouldn't anybody, it be? Is anybody making their agenda? Let me set myself a mindset and try to review it and chazer it and inculcate it and love it and make it my mission statement and my personal credo and what I know and believe to be good for myself and everyone such that when the Eight Sahara pulls me, I could say, no, no, I already know that that's false deception and not Kedai and I am not sacrificing. 
So I believe that you you've tried to push that, and that is something that you've mentioned many times. That's I think that's something that everyone's been very macabre at the level that they want to reach. <laughs> I mean, you know, right, isn't but, that what? That's a level not, I would love to reach. No, it's not a matter of reaching. It's a it's a matter of being totally unfamiliar and unheard of. It's not like a high level. It's just not even olala das. We only think in terms of being good or bad, playing by the rules, not playing by the rules, reward, punishment, you know, being religious, not being religious. We do not think in terms of what is really good for me and what is not good for me. We're not thinking about that piece of chocolate cake as like, this is really could die for me not to eat it. It's gonna be like, no, I have to diet, who knows what, Otherwise, who knows what, I get a heart attack. We don't look at it as like, oh, this is my forging a character of smartness, of good care of myself, of whatever it might be. That would be the form of the true personal desire for that behavior. It's just forcing myself because I know in some kind of vague way that I have to do this. It's not developed in a manner where it is my personal choice. I want to choose Kedusha over loneliness, emptiness, falseness, superficiality. Because I want to choose internal relationship as opposed to externalism. Any, any, any well, externalism is taking me away from internal. So it doesn't make any sense to do it. You have, you have to start with Shalolishma to reach there, Rabbi. Rebbe, do you have to restart with Shalom this month to reach there? This from you, still don't do it. You know, you can ask, you can ask, you can have your, you know, what, what's the answer? So, okay, you have your kasha. It's a very good kasha because you have this amazing, uh, like, perspective that people should and can have. And it's, it's very appealing and it sounds like something that everyone here listening would want to have this, these feelings that you're saying. And we can't even say that we're from the people that never heard it. We're never taught it because we heard it from you many times and we're all still having trouble with it. So what, so you tell us, Pshat, how, how, like, like, I don't understand. You, you, you're trying to figure out Pshat. Like, you can't just keep asking, how come people don't do this? Give an answer. How come people don't do this? What's the answer? And, and you can't just say because they never heard it before. No, it's a very good question. I want to know why I don't do it. My basic assumption, and, I, and I'm open to being disputed about this, my basic assumption is that it's very, very unfamiliar. So, that, so that my, we, we were not, we were not, we, we did not grow up, we did not get chinuch and, you know, gradual training step by step of this kind of mindset or this kind of an awareness. We're, from, the, from the early age, the Torah's superimposed set of rules, like a little child, you know, doesn't understand too much. Okay, so, we are, so now we're back to run the street, and everything else just follows from that, and the shift never takes place. Just hearing so, about it. So I think there's a bigger problem. Not enough to make a transformation. I think there's a bigger problem. I think that you don't want to go there la la and realize that these levels come way before that. I don't understand what you're saying. That that is me. Like I would say that that level is lishma. What is shalom lishma in your world? How do you view a ma'aser shalom lishma? Oh, oh, very good. I would I would I would hope that pshat and shalom lishma is 
I have a full, clear, vivid understanding of the Torah being purely for my good with no sacrifice whatsoever. I when have I'm 13 clear, and a day? I'm not when I'm 13 and one minute? Give me a second. How, whatever person is enough of a bardas to come to the understanding, he has the understanding of what the Torah really is. It's not religion. It's not superimposed. It is kulo However, even somebody who is on the fullness of that level could sometimes need, and for somebody who only understands it, but it's not so integrated as to be the full driving force, so we need something to utilize, to use as a tool. I know full well what I want, what is good, what is correct, what is smart, what is true. But there are still powerful forces that counteract it. And it's not so vivid, so integrated that it should be the driving force of its own self. So therefore, I need to help myself a little bit with... I know well, that the big old Mabola, I know that I'll feel good. I know that my 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 will 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 be pleased with me. What is not vivid, not integrated, etc. Et and so Mayla, good. that helps me to do not as the reason to do it. The Toshalishma was never meant to be that this is the reason, not supposed to be Ayvid Atsumoy, which is Avaida Zara, according to the Chavis of Lovis. It's supposed to be Avaidis Hashem, but I'm not giving anything to Hashem because I know he does not need anything. It's Avaidis Hashem in its true form, but I still need that added helping Koach to do so what I know so to be so right. This is, this like is, Kane. Like Almanas so Kane. So I'm this is the difference. This is I, I'm starting to cop a huge difference here. The idea of knowing this this idea of all the good and everything, there's two parts to it, right? There's the idea of actually intellectually understanding it, and then there's an even deeper level of actually internalizing that intellectual understanding. Right. And to me, there there's so much that needs to accomplish before I can actually internalize this idea. Meaning, the Shalolishma is not to, to do something for a different thought. The, you, like, to me, you feel, once you intellectually understand it, it's emotionally in part of me. The emotionally part of me, to me, is the bigger challenge than the actual intellectual understanding of it. Well, one so, second. So, one second, one second. You're telling me that you walk around with this understanding, with 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 a fully mature, true understanding of Torah, not a childish version. You walk around with it, just it's not in your emotions yet, so you need a little extra motivation for the emotions to get you to do it. You know, I, I, don't, I don't understand. No, I don't understand it on your level the world. at all. I'm not close to understanding on, on your level, but Baruch Hashem, I understand a lot more based on what you've taught in the past. And do I, am I there even on the intellectual level that you request of me? Probably not. And I'm trying, and Amir Hashem, I'll get there as well. But there's still such a, there's still miles and miles to, to, to even get to, 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 to that. Meaning, even to just get to the, to wanting even to get to that pure intellectual reason, I need motivation. And I also need motivation to, to work hard to understand that intellectual lever. And I need, I need a lot of motivation no. and emotional workout to get deal with emotions, to get rid of it, to understand why, to even get to that level, to give it a Pesach to be receptive by me. Like, like to me, it, it's, it, I don't get it how 
how this, this intellectual idea is all encompassing on every aspect of one's avodas Hashem, to me is, is, is paralysis because, because I can't even do a small thing because I'm so, so not there yet. And, and, and in a way, it, it handicaps me from, from trying to make small strides and trying to understand, okay, so I'm not, I don't get it to that extent, but I realize there's a certain beauty in the Shama. And even that I can't really tap into, but I know the beauty of Shama, and I know if I do good, I'm fulfilling Akash Baruch Bria. And even why I care to fulfill Akash Baruch Bria, I'm still going to work on it. And I'm still going to try to get to, but, 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 Freaking, I got a dolphin. <laughs> I just got a dolphin. I got to put on chilling and care a little bit about it. I got to try to stop Lashon Hara. I got, I got to do so much to this at a day-to-day grind that I got to get through that this thought, yeah, in its ultimate form, yes, I'll be Moshe Rabbeinu. God willing, one day I must say, but I'm not there yet. And I got to go to the, to, to today without doing a virus, without trying to do wrong, without hurting people, without hurting myself, without hurting my family, without being selfish, without, you know, caring about our college broke or caring about other people. I, I, to me, it's, I don't understand how, how this thought could be all encompassing on every single step of my avodah Hashem in my daily grind. You got to dive into someplace else. You gotta find a show where you enjoy davening, where it's mamish gishmak. <laughs> it's gotta become, it's gotta become the, the 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 best part of your day that Hashem is listening to you, and He actually cares about you, and you're loving every second of it. What would Rebbe consider? I got a daven. What kind of davening? No, Yoni wasn't saying that. Yoni was saying what what Yoni was saying. It sounded like to me was was what Rebbe was trying to to say before Go that ahead. is that's the basic humanity i want to be a good person i don't want to hurt other people or whatever i i want to do good that is what he was that i i, I think that that's the same thing and that's not the same thing as what Rebbe was saying that i i need to do this because otherwise i'm gonna I, I'm gonna feel ba- like bad about myself, and it's and not, I am it's not, bad. It's not, it's not the it. vert. It's not. I wasn't clear. It's not the vert. It comes down to is doing good, good for everybody, or I have to sacrifice myself for the sake of not hurting somebody else. A lot of times, I have to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I want for the sake of what Hashem wants me to do. A lot of times, and I'm willing to do it. Or am I supposed to be thinking, this is all good for everybody? Of course, I don't always feel it. Of course, I don't always remember it. Of course, I don't always, you know, understand it. But fundamentally, <laughs> it is what's good for me and everyone. That has to be my main focus to accomplish as my mindset so that I will want to be doing all those things and really accomplish them. I don't really want them. Then, then of course, I'm just forcing myself and it's doomed to failure. The only way to anybody wrote any, any self-help success book, it's like the first thing is you have to have a true personal desire for it. The only way I can have a true personal desire for it. What are you, what are you helping people telling them that they have to want something? That it is really good. It is, so you, 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 what do you mean? You can't, you, you're, just, you're just doing another level of superimposing things on, on people, telling them that they should think that something's good and they should want something. No, and I'm not you, telling you, you should think. You I'm need to be in a certain state. It. 
You need to be in a certain state to want these things. State? What means state? Like you said, it's not, what was the term you used? It's not so vivid, not so ingrained. So, so what to you is not so vivid, so maybe other people's not so vivid is, is like, maybe your, your lowest level of vividness, like on your, in the, in the day where you have like your, your weakest moment, maybe most people's strongest moment, and, they're that one, and by most people, not vivid is like they don't relate at all to what you're talking about. And their most vivid moments are like your least vivid moments. And it's, it's a lot of growth to get to what you're talking about. Because, anyway, that's all. <laughs> um, okay, granted, granted, the question is, is this the primary focus of our hopes for growth? Or is it essentially like a resignation to or acceptance of our basic mindset? And then, you know, just trying to be the best we can, the very compromised state. Do, do, do we have a desire for ourselves to come into a different kind of basic existence? Yeah, I think so. To a certain degree. As we get older and we realize more and more the, you know, the basic, basic humanness of ourselves and other people, we we do realize it more that it's for, it's, that it's for our good and for the good of society and and that is part of the Torah as well. Like, and we, yeah, so you expect it to happen that. just, you expect it to happen through just natural maturity. No, we think about it. We talk about it. I mean, I think it does. Okay. <laughs> Maybe there's some place where we could learn about it. Maybe, maybe we need to really be essentially working on gaining the personal desire for it, the personal connection to it, such that we won't be experiencing ourselves as forcing ourselves. We'll be utilizing the methods that we are, av that are available to us for what we truly want, as we're able to understand, is worthy of wanting. Correct to want is, is what there is to want. And whatever can help us to gain that understanding, we should prioritize. Whatever is not helping us gain that understanding, we should deprioritize. That's my question. I don't know. I know for myself, like the, like, as I get older, I am like, like sort of from a lot of from what Rebbe was talking about previously, like less focused on let's say a scarva onish type of approach and more of a focus on like why it makes sense and why is it good for me and why is it and why will it help me and you know a more more just getting in touch with the basic human humanness i think that is that is something that that has changed well, and, and where do you see where hashem fits in the picture what the Torah? The Torah is adding to that, like, like, 
like the classic Slabotka thing that we say. You know, it's obvious you're not you're not allowed to kill someone. Why does the Torah need to tell us that you can't even be mavaza someone in public? It's always adding onto the seichel. But of course, it's it's getting in touch with the basic human humanness for what's good for us and what's good for society. What's it? It's. I'm saying that if that's what Rebbe's saying. I, <laughs> Mm, I'm not exactly. I wouldn't, you know, d- d- dis- discount it, but but I wouldn't. I, I don't know if it's that's the, um, you know, the best mindset to look at the Torah as like. Well, after I finish all my humanness, then I'll take a look at the Torah and see what it has to offer. Or it's part of it, or it's part of that itself. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> when the altar says that, what we know, Alpiseichel. That's also the seichel of the Selim Alakim. Who is okay? Okay, that's all the same thing. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm not arguing with that. <laughs> okay, you know, okay. Um, okay. So, anybody, anybody want to uh, weigh in over here <laughs> on the dilemma of life? You can tell me I'm crazy. It's okay. It doesn't have to only be Chesky and Yoni. Anybody else could tell me. Or if you think I'm not, you know, I would appreciate that too. Um, I have no opinion on this matter. I don't know if that's so good. You must have some personal experience about it. I would hope. I mean, the other thing that Rebbe was saying before was just the way that that we're like taught, let's say in yeshiva or whatever, there, our upbringing is is more much more focused on the shalol lishmas, and Rebbe was saying that that might be really really hurtful because it it should really be focused mo- much more on on the seichel and why it's good. Right to look, to try to look from Hashem's perspective. As opposed to, you know, how can I get myself a good din, a good din this year? And how can I get myself what I need? How can I avoid, you know, anything bad happening to me? Try to look from Hashem's perspective. What does Hashem want in all of this? Well, let's see. How can I join in on that? And what's that going to look like? And what's that going to feel like? Oh man. Okay, I don't know. Until we try, I really can't know how much this is within our reach and what all this far mean when you know they're talking about Avas Hashem. Maybe we could feel something, even at our level, that must mean that Avas Hashem is much higher because we're certainly not on that level. <laughs> but but Mitchell said we could have a mix us, you know, we could have a little bit of it. I just think it's important we listen to the people who escaped the Gan Hamabucha. <laughs> oh, man. I think that's a very important step. Yeah, okay, what does that mean, though? What does it mean? Schar mitzvah hefsanavera. What does that mean? What is the schar mitzvah they're talking about? What is the hefsanavera they're talking about? What hefsan? What schar? Only, only, only Olam Haba? Not, not to minimize Olam Haba, 
that all they mean? That all they mean? They mean the schar of the life of mitzvah. The, the first Mishnah says schar mitzvah mitzvah means the hano that you have from doing a mitzvah is also a mitzvah. schar <laughs> mitzvah. What is this char mitzvah? What is it meant to be? What, what is it supposed to be? Well, no, it's, it's something that we've got to work on to understand. <laughs> it's like, is the Hefzat Aver, do we really believe the Hefzat Aver is only next world? This world, yeah, we could party, live it up, have a great life, but then there's going to be, you know, a big accounting. No, we don't believe that. We, we, if you ask anybody, you know, that, that, that learned something, they'll say, of course, a person doesn't have any seepuk and malam hazad, they're not happy, we're just pursuing malam hazad, maybe it's for other good reasons too, not dafka because the pursuit of malam hazad, it could be that they're unhappy in a very fundamental way, and that needs plenty of work, but, uh, you know, no one really believes that giving it the Zahara is going to be, going to be successful, so, but then we forget that, so when 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 Chazal say have mechashev, that means that this should be really integrated. Avera has nothing to offer. It's dimyan kaisik. Mitzvah is everything good. How is mitzvah good? What's good about it? Of course, I'm a good person. I feel good. I'm doing the right thing. I feel I'm successful. I feel I'm religious. Is that what it is? Is that the schar mitzvah that Chazal want us to to desire? Right, man. Okay. <laughs> I hope I'm not, you know, uh, being too difficult here. <laughs> I appreciate the good back and forth. It's the only way. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.